Woo! I love when I get to speak and I get to share the gospel. And so tonight, if you're sitting next to somebody, let them know. Tonight, let's get loud. Let's get loud. Let's get loud. No, no, don't like that, but let's get loud. And I don't know about you, but here's the thing. There's a difference between sound and noise. You notice that, right? There's a, there's a difference between sound and noise. See, sound, you get music with sound. You know, you, I don't know about you, but when, you're, when you hear a sound, like if you hear a song on the radio, or does anybody even listen to the radio anymore? Like when your Spotify play, playlist is playing, and then you're like, oh, I love that song. Turn it up, right? Like when you love music, when you love sound, you turn it up. But when there's noise, you're like, turn it down. Turn it down. Like, like, for example, your, your favorite song comes up on your, your AirPods or your, your phone or whatever you're, you're listening to music on. You're like, hey, I'm going to turn it up. But if you have babies and they start crying, you're like, where's the volume button? Like, ah, ah, turn it down, turn it down, turn it down. Turn, please, stop, stop, stop. It's okay. It's okay. Ah, ah. Like, you don't like noise. We don't like noise, Right? The truth is, we don't like noise. We love sound because we get music from sound, but we don't like noise. Now, here's the thing. The world is continuously making noise. See, from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep, the racket of this world surrounds us. Don't believe me? How many of you wake up to a alarm, right? You wake up to an alarm. Some of you, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Some of you, you don't wake up to your alarm, and you still get into trouble. But you wake up to the sound, to the, to the noise of an alarm going off, and you're like, you're rushing, you're getting everything ready, and then all of a sudden you realize that there's a lot of noise. If you're a student, you go to school, there's noise there. If you're, if you're a parent, there's noise in the kitchen as you're trying to make your kids breakfast. When you go to work, there's noise trying to make your way to work. There's noise constantly surrounding us. And I don't know about you, but I realize something in this season that we're in, with the sheer, with the sheer volume of what's happening all over the world, in our communities and even our homes, that noise can become deafening to our hearts, our souls, and our lives. Like, I don't know about how many of you have uh, alerts or notifications on your phone, but when you get a notification, when it makes that noise, that beep, I don't know about you, but in this last year and a half, how many of you kind of got sick and tired of that noise? Because it almost seemed like all that noise was, was bad news. Oh, numbers are high here. Oh, this is what's happening in the world. Oh, this is what's going on. You see, the noise of this world can actually create a wall that blocks us from God and the promises that he has for us. Noises like fear and sin and shame and worry and doubt. All this noise can create a wall that blocks us from God. Or it can be even worse. Now I have, like Pastor Sheldon was sharing, I have five kids. 
and my youngest are two years old, and there's this show on Netflix called Coco Melon. And basically, if you have if you have little kids or if you, or you have your grandparents and you have grandkids, you might know what Coco Melon is. It's basically a program where it just plays nursery rhymes. Well, there's a specific nursery rhyme that uh, I remember we, we heard on the TV, we heard watching Coco Melon, and then my two-year-old twins, Luke and Leah, they start singing it. It's baby shark, do 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 baby shark, do 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 So I've heard this song. Like I remember this song when it first came out. This is not a new song. This is an old song. And I remember this song when it came out, and it's catchy, right? It's catchy. And so my twins are singing it, and I'm like, ha, ha, ha. And all of a sudden, if you have little kids, you know for you know, they're not going to just listen to the song one time. They're going to sing it a million times. They're going to listen to it a million times. And so all of a sudden, I find myself in Target, and I'm shopping in the aisles, and all of a sudden, I'm like, baby shark, do, 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 do. Baby shark, do, do. Why am I singing baby shark in Target? Because the song got stuck in my head, the, the sound, the, the noise my kids was making from the noise from the TV that they were singing, I'm now singing it as I'm checking out of Target. And I'm looking at my wife Katie going, why am I singing Baby Shark in the store? Because it got stuck in my head. And if we're not careful, we could end up with the noise, the static of this world becoming the soundtrack to our lives. So how do we escape that white noise? How do we escape the white noise that surrounds us every day? By amplifying who Jesus is in us. Resulting in a faith that is louder than the noise of this world. And so tonight, we're going to discover two principles that can help us live our faith, hope, and love out loud for Jesus, even in this noisy world. In Psalm 66, verse 1, it says, Shout for joy to God, all the earth. And as I was thinking about this message, there's a, there's a story in the Bible that instantly came to me, and it's found in Joshua 6. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to that. If not, don't worry about it. I'm going to actually read it. And I love the story of Jericho because this is, where, this is after Moses. This is after Moses. This is after the Red Sea. This is where... I don't know. We're going to see how. We're okay. But we're going we're to take a look at Joshua 6, though, real quick. All right? And what's so amazing is this, is that in Joshua, this is where God is about to bring his people to the promised land. And this is where it starts in, in verse 1. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. And when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. And so Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant 
of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army, advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets, and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed them. The armed guard marched the head of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the ark. All this time, the rear guard, all this time, the trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded the army, do not give a war cry, do not raise your voices, do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So he had, he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. Then the army returned to camp and spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. The seven, the, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them, and the rear guard followed the ark of the Lord while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. Now on the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on the day they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall be spared because she hid the spies we sent. But keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring up about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. All the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. So when the trumpets sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. You see, if we want to be loud, if we want to get loud for the Lord, the first thing is this, that we got to seek God's voice, not the noise. We got to seek God's voice, not the noise. John 10, 27, Jesus actually says it. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. You see, in a world filled with noise, we must seek the voice of the shepherd. When we seek God's voice, he helps us navigate through the commotion and clatter in life. Where there is just an overwhelming sensation of noise, God brings a distinct sound that soothes us. And it's imperative that we seek God's voice. Because if we're not careful, we can let the noise drown out his voice. You know, being in youth ministry before, I used to do this uh, one illustration where I would call a student up and I'd have him come up and I'd have a big bowl of ice cream in front of him. And so I would tell him, here's the deal. In my left hand is going to be something that I can put on your ice cream and my right hand is going to be something else that I can put on your ice cream. But the catch is, one hand is going to have something really good like chocolate syrup. The other one's going to have something that's maybe not so good, like mustard. Now, here's the deal. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to 
to choose your best friend that's in this audience. And I want you to try and hear his voice or her voice and listen to them. Because what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to have everybody else yell. They're going to be yelling left, right, left, right. But you don't know what's in each hand. You're going to try and listen for that one voice that you can trust so that you don't end up with a gross ice cream dessert. And I, had, I used to have like several uh, options. I had like maybe like, you know, chocolate syrup, uh, macadamia nuts, cherries, whipped cream. On the other side, I remember one time I had like mustard, sardines, natto, if you know what natto is, fermented soybeans, and uh, hot sauce. And so I would tell them, so I'd be like, hey, you, which friend are you going to listen to? I'd be asking the student, you, like, you sure you're going to listen to the person? You want to make sure, and you, you're, and I would tell you, your job is to just tell them the right answer. And so we'd play it. All the youth would make noise. I'd be like, okay, which arm, which, which hand, which hand? And almost every single time that, that kid we, that we chose would have at least one gross item because he couldn't hear their best friend trying to give him the right answer. You see, that happens with us and the Lord. Psalms 90, Psalm 95, verse 7 it says this, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if only you would hear his voice. Can I ask you a question? For those of you online, for those of you here, what are you listening to? What, what are you listening to in, in your life right now? What are we listening to? What's the sound? What's, what's the voice that we're listening to? Are we listening to what sounds like God? Or are we actually seeking his voice? Are we actively pursuing Jesus through the word and in prayer? And again, prayer isn't where we just come before the Lord and say, hey, Lord, this is what I want. This is my wish list. This is my order. Uh, take out, please. Thank you. No, prayer is where we actually converse have a conversation with the Lord. See, are we asking the Holy Spirit to not just be stirred in our hearts, but also submit our lives to his will? Only one will bring clarity. Only one will bring peace. Only one will break down the walls and lead us to the promised land. Maybe after, maybe after. Right on. We can talk stories after. Or Pastor Marshall can talk stories to you. That's perfectly fine. And Josh, and, and, what's here, and here's the thing. But there's one thing I ask, and, and it's really important that we catch. So here's the thing. Are we actually seeking God, or are we just settling for what sounds like God? Because if I can be honest with you, if I can be completely transparent with you, there's times where I'm lazy and I don't want to seek after God. I just try and listen to what it kind of sounds like, God. And man, I end up in big trouble. See, it's important that we seek after God's voice. See, Joshua 6, verse 2 and 5, it says this, Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its kings and its fighting men. 
March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in the front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them, when they, when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up. Everyone straight in. Now you may be going, oh, that was really fast. How come you're talking that fast? Because here, this is what I want you to catch. Go back to the first four words. Then the Lord said. Because can I be honest? After everything after that, don't matter. What matters is that first four words, then the Lord said. And that is why we must seek God's voice in our lives, in every situation, in every moment. Because God is speaking to you and I. We can't let the distractions of the noise around us silence the very voice that is meant to speak over our lives. Nothing else can speak truth. And nothing can speak love, nothing can speak life better than God. I remember this one time, I, th I think I may have shared this before, but I remember this one time when I was uh, still a uh, young one in my faith, in my relationship with God. And I remember we were at Starbucks doing devotions at Puanico at the mall. And so I'm sitting down, I'm with some of my friends, and we're doing our devotions, and out of nowhere, thunder. Okay? Now, like I said, I was a young guy in my relationship with the Lord, so I'm doing my devotions, I'm reading the Bible, and all of a sudden, whoo, like, out of nowhere, it wasn't raining, there was no storm, it was not cloudy, it was just, boom, thunder. And I'm freaking out because I'm reading the Bible going, Lord, is this you? Like, out of nowhere, thunder comes, and I'm like, and so I'm like freaking out, I'm sweating, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, Lord, is this you? What's, what's going on? Like, you know, you hear all the, you know, stories, right? Like, oh, thunder, and boom, and, and I'm like, is this you? And all of a sudden, as I'm talking and seeking after the Lord's voice, I hear him say this. No, it's just thunder. <laughs> I kid you not. I'm not joking at all. I'm like full on praying, and I hear the Lord say, Ben, relax. It, it's just thunder. Thunder's a real thing. It happens. And I was like, holy moly, thank you, Lord, that one, it wasn't you, because that's scary. Like, boom! We all joke about it, right? Thunder, boom! But I was like, ah, ah. But he said, it's just thunder. See, First Chronicles 16 11 says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. And this is where we discover the importance of seeking the voice of God. You see, God isn't always <laughs> going to speak in a thunderous voice. He's not going to sound like Morgan Freeman or James Earl Jones, there's going to be times that God will speak to us in a whisper amongst the storms we find ourselves in. We see that actually in the Bible that in 1 Kings, I believe it's chapter 19, that although all these things, all these noise happens, God actually speaks with a whisper. There's going to be times that God will speak something to us that actually won't be the same for someone else. That's why it's important for us to seek the voice of God for ourselves because, listen, what God tells somebody else might not be the same thing he's going to tell you. There's 
there's going to be times where we find ourselves in similar situations as before, but God is going to speak something new. That is why it's important for us to seek his voice. That's why it's vital that we live a life engaged with Jesus that is louder than the noise of the world. You see, we must raise the intensity in seeking his voice through his word and in constant prayer because seeking God's voice builds our foundation in life while breaking down the walls. And the second thing is this, as we seek God's voice, not the noise, we will start to speak God's voice, not just noise. I'm going to say this one more time, that we speak, that we speak God's voice, not just noise. You see, what you seek, you will speak. And as we continually seek God's voice instead of the noise, we will then be able to speak his voice rather than just noise. And there's something that's really important about that. Because as we, as we talked about, noise doesn't do anything. But his voice can do everything. Joshua 6, 15 to 16. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. Except that on the day they circled, on, on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. You see, for six days, Joshua and the army marched around the city of Jericho, carrying the ark of the Lord and blowing trumpets. But it was on the seventh day that they not only marched around the city multiple times, but when the trumpet blew, the army shouted because they knew the Lord gave them victory. You see, it wasn't the noise that brought down the walls of Jericho. It was the distinct sound of God's people speaking loudly for the Lord. You see, the shout was the intention of what God was going to do through the lives of his people, which means that we must be intentional in what we speak, but also how we speak. I remember this one time, years ago, we went to a conference in California, in, uh, and we're, it was a youth conference, and there's a really, uh, you know, there's big bands that was there, Christian bands that was there, there's well-known speakers that were, were, that were at this conference, and they were sharing the messages and all these things, and so one of the things I remember was we came out of the conference one day one, after one session, and there's a guy standing outside with a protest sign in his hand. And on, in his hand, the sign has all the names of all these well-known speakers, even some local speakers that you and I know here in Hawaii. And so I remember as, as this guy is holding this sign and he's yelling things out, a group of young people, now this is a youth event. It's actually a youth ministry event. And so a lot of youth... And young adults actually surrounded him and started arguing with him. And I'm not going to lie. I was one of them. Because I was like, bro, you don't mess with, bro, you don't mess with all these guys. Come on, let me go. Because, you know, local guy, right? I'm going to, bro, like scrap. I'm going to scrap. I'm going to scrap. Like talk smack about all these Christian guys. Well, I'm going to smack. You be cracks for the Lord. You know what I mean? So I'm there, and I'm like, and I'm yelling too. I'm not swearing or anything, but like, I'm like, hey, you know, you don't even know what you're talking about. 
I let go, let go, let go. I didn't do that, I promise. But, but, but we're, getting, like, we're getting aggravated. Like, we're going crazy. And all of a sudden, this, um, this young woman says, hey, guys, 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 calm down, calm down. Like, she must have been from Hawaii, too, because she was, like, talking local. She's like, hey, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Just let him go. Let him go. If he's going to protest, let him protest. Just let him go. Leave him alone. Let's go, everybody. Get out of here. And so I was like, okay. Because, you know, if she's from Hawaii, she's a chick from Hawaii. You know, like, scrap on a chick from Hawaii. You know, and going on, right? You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so as I'm leaving, I heard the Lord say this. I heard the Lord say, if you continue to stand there, you're just as bad, at, bad as that guy. If you stood there, if you continue to stand there and kept mouthing off to this guy, you're just adding to the noise. Nothing that you guys are saying, nothing, I, I get it. And, and when the Lord has a conversation with you, you just like, you gotta be quiet and you gotta just listen. Because the Lord was speaking, he was like, listen, it's not what I want for you. I don't, I don't need you to make noise. I, I'm pretty sure my son didn't say, the world will know you're my disciples by how you talk back to each other or how you fight for my cause. He said, my son Jesus said, the world will know you're my disciples by how you love one another. So in that moment, were you loving or were you just being noisy, making noise? You see, it's so important that we speak God's voice, not just noise. 1 Corinthians 13.1. Every time I read this scripture, I get bust up. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. See, in other words, if we don't speak the what and how God wants us to speak, we will very well just add to the noise of the world. Instead of breaking down walls, we could actually end up adding, be adding more to it. Just a couple of days ago, I remember um, <laughs> I was getting irritated and frustrated at home because it was a mess and my kids weren't listening and uh, our two youngest ones are twins, are two years old. And so they're at the age, of, they're the, at the age level where they want to just make trouble. You know, they want to just climb on things. They want to just open things. They just want to do what they want to do. And so I remember uh, Katie was saying, Luke, Leah, stop, you guys, listen, listen. And so I'm getting irritated. I'm getting frustrated. And now I hear Katie scolding, scolding our kids or telling our kids not to do something. So I'm getting even more irritated. And so I'm like, Leah, Luke, listen to mom. And my two-year-old son, Luke, answers back. He does this. <laughs> and I'm like, irritated. I'm irritated and frustrated. I love that you guys are laughing because I'm irritated and frustrated. And I'm like, oh, no, you're not going to just roar at me. I'm dead. And so I yell back, roar. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going to use all my anger, all my frustration, all my irritation. I'm trying to be Hulk. And my two-year-old son yells back. I'm like, oh, 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 you like go with dad. You like, oh, you like battle, huh, son? Okay. 
and he, and he yells, and I'm like, okay, enough already. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And so all of a sudden, I yell, and so and all of a sudden, before I yelled back, <laughs> the Lord said this. <laughs> See, I talk a lot to God. Or more like God talks a lot to me. I'm just going to make sure I listen. But right before I roared back, he said, hey, love your son, yeah? Okay. <laughs> Roar! Start making the noise. Like, you like be dinosaur? I'm the T-Rex right now. And, and he roars back. And so I grab him and I'm like, Roar! 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 And, he just, and then he just ends up bust laughing. I won. I won that competition. Because he started laughing. He's like, he's probably thinking to himself, Dad, you look like an idiot. <laughs> I know you're not a dinosaur, but <laughs> roar! And what stopped me, though, was really God reminding me that he loves me, he's with me, he's for me. And what's so funny was after I did it with Luke, uh, Leah, his, her, his twin sister, starts roaring at me, too. So I get two velociraptors roaring at the T-Rex. And so I picked them both up and started roaring. Rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> and then what was so amazing, though, is as I picked them up, I remember what God said. He said, love them. So I rawr. And what was so amazing was the fact that as I continued to do, have this mini roar competition with them, I really want to replicate it. I really wanted to replicate that love to them. That daddy loves them. Daddy is with them, and daddy is for them, just like God is with daddy. And what's so amazing is that as soon as I let that come in, the wall of frustration and anger came tumbling down. First Thessalonians 5.11 says this, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. Can I be honest? We live, in a, we live in a very divisive world today. And can I be honest? It also involves Christians. There are people who believe in Jesus that are not adding to the solution. They're adding to the problem. And in no way am I saying that we should remain silent on what's taking place in the world. In no way am I saying that we should water down the gospel. But I, I believe what we must remember is that while it's God's voice that needs to be heard, it's up to us in how we echo his voice or just add to the noise. Acts 3, Peter, who was a disciple of Jesus, who actually denied Jesus three times and, and Jesus redeemed him. Peter's, one of the, Peter's the disciple that Jesus actually said, on you, I will build the church. In Acts 3, Peter, this is after Pentecost where the Holy Spirit anoints Peter and the rest of the disciples and other followers of Jesus in Acts 3 Peter comes upon a, a man who's paralyzed and this is what he says 
Then it says this in verse 6, it says, Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. You see, when we encounter God's voice, we can then empower others with that voice. Then the walls will start to crumble and we can experience the promises that Jesus has for us together. Now, like I said earlier tonight, the world is constantly making noise. And maybe for some of us, we find that the decibels of the world are paralyzing our hope and our faith. Fear, doubts, worry, sin, sin, shame. All these things have started to become walls that are keeping us from what God has promised for us. The clatter and the clanging are starting to become the soundtrack of our lives. But this is where the crescendo starts to build. See, we remember that God's voice is greater than all the noise. That Jesus is calling out to you and me beyond the noise of our situations and circumstances. That as we seek his voice, we can raise a hallelujah because of who he is. And that as we speak his voice, we raise a hallelujah because of what he's done. See, when our praise goes up, walls come down. So are you ready to make a sound? Because this, this moment right here is where we get loud. And so tonight, I want to invite you, even online, that no matter where we're at, let's get loud and raise a hallelujah because of Jesus. Amen? Would you stand with me as we do exactly that? That's right. This wall is going to come tumbling down. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a
desceu Fear you lost your hold on me voice not the noise when we speak God's voice and not just noise when we raise a hallelujah because of who he is and what he's done this is what he does
When we, ra- when we praise him, when we raise a hallelujah, no walls can stand after that. Amen? Amen? Lord, we come before you tonight, and Lord, this is our heart right now, that as we leave here tonight, as we start a brand new day with you tomorrow, or even right after this, that Lord, you're speaking loud. That you're yelling with the top of your lungs. That you love us, you're with us, you're for us. That there is no noise in this world that could ever drown you out. So Lord, let us seek your voice, not the noise. Let us speak your voice. Let us be instruments that echo you into this world. Because when you do, when we let you in, when we seek after you, when we speak your voice, you break down walls. Not just for us, but for your people. So Lord, empower us to be loud for you in our faith, our hope, and our love into this world. Lord, there might be some of us, Lord, that we're, we're, we're being paralyzed by the noise of the world or in our situations and our circumstances, but I pray, Lord, right now that the sound of heaven would come down for those who are feeling that noise and hearing that noise, and that, Lord, you would set them free, break down the walls, may they raise hallelujahs because of who you are and what you're going to do in their lives. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and forever and ever, may we be loud for you. We love you, Lord, we thank you, and we pray this all in Jesus' name, and we all said, amen, amen.